Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Good evening. Glad you're here tonight. You can find information about the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. Also, you can support Hampton Ministries at HamptonMinistries.org. I'm going to start with a prayer and then I'm going to introduce my good buddy, Brian. And this is the first time, actually, we've been friends for two years, but we never had the pleasure of, of meeting each other in person. So, Father, we ask that you bless us with your guidance, your counsel. And Father, let us speak nothing of ourselves, but only that you want to use to help those who are suffering from all types of addiction. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Welcome, Brian. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Hey, man, it is good to have you on the show. And I'm going to embarrass Brian a little bit, but the Lord uses Brian to give me daily and weekly encouragement. He's always calling me no matter what, no matter how busy I think I am. He's not going to give up until I pick up and get the word that God has given him to give me. And I got to say, it is always spot on and what I need to hear. So I wanted to say thank you for that, brother. No problem. And we're going to talk about how he overcame various behaviors and addiction in his life through Jesus Christ. Yeah, appreciate that, brother. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because for the years that I've been saved, born again, since 93, it's been quite the journey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that because, you know, I was young when I came to the Lord. I was in college and, right. you know, I'm young. I'm, I'm I have no life experience as an adult, really. Yeah. Um. So I'm just trying to find my way through life, through this new walk, this Christian faith and, yeah. you know, this, that and the other. So as I'm walking, I'm glad that i'm saved i'm glad i'm going to heaven right. but yeah. my life's not like i'm not happy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um i'm i'm doing the the do's and i'm not doing the don'ts yes but i don't feel connected to god mm-hmm. so to speak i just have this assurance every week that the preacher talks about jesus 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 and heaven 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 and I'm like, well, that's good, but I'm like 23 years old. I'm I plan on being here for a while, and y'all talking about something that's, you know, down the road. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so my thing is, how do we get the translation of the kingdom of God, which is what Jesus preached, mm-hmm. into my daily life? How can I see? He said he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So, yes. how can we get that translated into my 21st century living? Right. That was the disconnect for me. Okay. And I had, you know, from a young age, I was exposed to pornography okay. um, with friends and, you know, we were just hanging out and, oh, look what my dad's got. Look what my mom's got. Look at this, you know, yeah. look what these friends have. You know, from there, it just spiraled into, you know, like kind of out of control sexual behavior. Okay. Me. And I know a lot of people don't want to deal with this, but this is the stuff that I'm talking about. It's daily living. People struggle with this. Yes, they do. And so I, I dealt with that in my teenage years and, and what that looked like was masturbation mm-hmm. um, and it, watching porn. Yeah. And even after I got saved, now I stopped it when I got, well, well let, me, let me back up. So when I got to college, 
I stopped masturbating because I had a roommate. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I couldn't do right. that then. Very well. And, I'm, and, and, yeah. and hey, I'm just saying, if 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 folks are hope, hopefully nobody's you know squeamish about it, but this is just real real talk. I'm having right. uh, transparent conversation. And so, because of shame, I stopped it, but I wasn't delivered. Right. It was just because I didn't have the privacy. Because if I had the privacy, I would have kept doing it. Right. You know, and so this led into lewd behavior and you know fornication and you know multiple women and you know that sort of thing. And it was just an unhealthy uh, relationships that I had with women. Yeah. Um, seeing them as the images that the pornography and the magazine showed them as. They were just objects. So that twisting of my soul by these videos, by the books, by music, mm-hmm. um, referring to women as bees and hoes and all this stuff, just really twisted my mind to what a relationship with a woman looked like. Yeah. And the other thing about that is then I got married. Yeah. <laughs> so so I didn't get fixed, you know, in my mind. And I didn't have a proper training and proper thinking of what a relationship is supposed to look like from a godly standpoint, right. from a New Testament standpoint. It's just the natural thing was you find a girl you like. She's pretty. You're handsome. Y'all get married and have babies. No, it, that's not what happened. Yeah. Rarely <clears throat> our lives have run fairly parallel we believe in that that dream that they sell us and mm. then we get that and then you wake up and you feel hollow and empty inside. Right. So talk about how you realize you had the problem and then what did you do next? And then were there any other behaviors or symptoms that manifested from your addiction to, to porn? Sure. So I realized that I had a problem um, again because I saw something in the Bible. I was reading in the Bible, going to Bible study every week, and I saw this life that Jesus had. He said he came to bring us this life. And I saw this this manifestation from the first century church. I saw the power demonstrated. I saw deliverance. I saw people cast out demons. You know, just different a different manifestation, a different walk yeah. that I saw manifested in the book of Acts and in epistles, the things that Paul was cre- uh, correcting. Yeah, And I just didn't see that translate into the worship center model yeah i saw a lot of berating scripture quoting you know legalism yeah just the do this do that be in a church every time the doors open but i saw the divorce rates the same as the church is in the world yeah i saw people that were overweight and you know just unhealthy and just the same things that i saw in the world i saw in the church building and in myself mm-hmm. to a degree yeah. Um, everything, it wasn't, not, not everything was extreme, but you know, you'd have relationship with people in church and, you know, you'd pull each other to the side and, you know, maybe you'd confine it, confide in one person or they confide in you, confide in you. And you'd find out it's like, man, you know, John's pretty cool, but man, he's got some issues he's dealing right. with or me or I'm dealing with issues, you yeah. know, but everybody during the worship service and in service, everybody, everybody's cool. Everybody's hands are raised. We're praising and worshiping. Folks are excited and amen. And you know, all the churchy stuff, Yeah. but there's no transparency. There's no vulnerability. There's no, Hey, I overcame this and here's how I did it. There's no steps. Mm-hmm. It was memorize these scriptures. It was go to church. It was be good. It was pay your tithes and all that stuff. Yeah. But I saw that I had a problem when I couldn't get victory but I'm reading this word that you guys are telling me. Right. I'm seeing what the word says. I'm seeing the examples that Jesus and the disciples were walking in, but mm-hmm. I'm not seeing that tra- translate into my life. Right. And so whether it was porn, whether it was food, whatever it is, whatever it was, those were the two main things. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't get victory over it. 
And what I found was the linchpin of why I couldn't was because the way Jesus is and was presented right. was Jesus was presented as in heaven and God was this thing that was way over there, yeah, way over there. The Bible is way over there in the first century, but we're in 21st century living now. Right. And I can't make this word relevant to me right now where I am. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I couldn't see in my environment. Right. I didn't see the translation of what it meant to be a well-balanced, self-disciplined, um, victorious person in Christ. I just didn't see it. Right. You didn't see a tangible example of exactly. it. And I think the, the way we bonded was we, we talked about when you have these addictions, whether it's food, it's porn, it's alcoholism and drug addiction, is we have to root out the spirit of legalism, yes. the spirit of bondage. And we have to seek right relationship with God, right? That, that does mean, yes, we're going to pray, but we also have to take steps of yeah. faith, action, right? A- action with the word of God. So talk about the guardrails and the actions, the steps of faith that you took to help you overcome those two. The first thing that I did is I had to reimagine Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I had to take Jesus from just a character in a book. Yeah. And I had to say, no, this being, this creature, this Messiah Mm-hmm. is my example. Yes. And so I had to reimagine Jesus as my example, as one who actually did walk on the earth mm-hmm. and actually struggled and had issues and concerns and temptations yes. just like me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, well, we're just getting happy and preached about him and, you know, hallelujah. And we got his name and, you know, all this stuff and on, on banners and yeah. what would Jesus do in slogans and all that stuff. So it took him from just being a caricature a gimmick to no, no, no. This is a real human being who actually physically walked on the earth. Right. And his words bring life. Yeah. And if I implement those words in my life and make them real to me and ingest them into my soul, Mm -hmm. then I can walk in a level of victory. That's beyond what I'm currently walking. And as I continue to open my heart to it and open my mind to it, Mm -hmm. more will get in and I can continue to grow. You did what I think we missed this. And if you think about David, right, David made God personal. Mm-hmm. You look at the Psalms, he's talking, my God, yes, my God. And one of the things that I struggled with was making him my father mm-hmm. and my God. And to your point, not some guy who's sitting in heaven with gray hair, keeping score of me. And, and I think that's something that our listeners and those who suffer from different addictions need to realize he's your God. That's right. Make him personal. That is so awesome. And then talk to us about how you stay. So I'm going to say, use the word sober and alert Mm -hmm. from your addictions. So after you create a new image of Jesus, that he's a real being, a real savior and and an ever present help Mm -hmm. in time of need. Yes. Now you have to be able to say, you know what? I'm actually created in the image and likeness of God. Mm-hmm. So I have a new outlook on me Yeah. versus, well, that's what Genesis 126, 127 says. Yep. No, 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 no. One Genesis 126, 127 is saying who I am. It's my identity. Yeah. So I have a new identity. Yeah. It's not just a scripture. Do you know Genesis 126? Yeah. 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 And that's it. It's just, a, it's just words. Yeah. It's just like if you have a library full of books, mm-hmm. it's useless if no one reads it. 
That's so true. And so this Bible that we have is useless if no one lives it. Right. Because our God is invisible. Mm-hmm. He's a spirit being. Yeah. And he only comes to life, so to speak, through manifestation, through mm-hmm. vessels. Yeah. And we've been given authority and dominion through earth suits, our bodies. Yeah. And we are vessels for him. We're supposed to be. Yes. And our good works are supposed to glorify him. And if I don't see myself as the image and likeness of God, mm-hmm. then I'm no better than a squirrel or a donkey or a horse because they just live. They live yeah. by instincts. Mm-hmm. They have an instinct to eat. They have an instinct to have sex. They have an instinct to drink. They have an instinct to go to sleep, wake up. That's they live by instinct. Right. And if we have no sense of purpose, if we have no sense of identity uh, that we're identified one with God, if we don't have that, then we're no different than a pig or any animal. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I saw myself descending into at one point. Yeah. I didn't see the reality of my identity as one with God made in his image and likeness. And I'll throw one out here for you. We won't get into it too deep, but just to throw something out there to you. Okay. I want you to rethink. You remember that? That exchange that Jesus had with the religious people and the coin, they said, well, whose image and inscription is that? Mm-hmm. People use that exchange to say, Jesus is, is so for you people who don't want to pay taxes, you know, you're breaking the word of God because this is what Jesus is talking about. And, and that, my friends, is exactly what Jesus is not talking about in that division of scripture. Mm-hmm. What Jesus is talking about in that division of scripture, he said, give me a coin. They gave him a coin. They said, whose inscription is on this coin? They said, it's Caesar's. He said, well, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's right. and render unto God that which is God. Yep. So they say, see, if, if, if that's Caesar's coin, will you give Caesar his coin? That's not what Jesus was talking about. Right. Ooh. He was talking. He wasn't talking about the coin. He was talking about the image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, but render unto God the image that belongs to God. Who's made in any image likeness of God? We, we are. are. We are. So, so he was telling the religious people, you need to surrender yourself to God. Ooh, You're good. the image That's of good. God. You need to surrender yourself to God. That's what he was talking about. Right. So I'm using that to kind of confirm what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It was my image that I had to deal with. Yeah. Who was I? Who am I? Yeah. I'm here. I'm sitting on this chair. I know what this chair is for. I, I'm, I have this cup in my hand. I know what it's for. I'm driving in a car. That's I know what right. it's for. Those are inanimate objects. Yeah. But me, if I'm created in the image and likeness of God, then who am I? What am I doing? What's this all about? Yeah. And that just opened up a whole new world of identity and Mm -hmm. not just discovery of self, but I had to deconstruct that old ego and the old legalism and the old teachings that the church, and I don't want to beat up the church, but that worship model, there's there's some stuff wrong in the in the worship center model. Uh, uh, yes. That we have to deal with and we have to acknowledge because if mm-hmm. we don't, we'll keep carrying that stuff generation after generation after generation, year after yeah. year after year, and we won't get any better. Yeah. So long story this is a long answer to your question, but so but it's that image. Mm. Knowing that image of who I am and understanding that revelation, that discovery is what keeps me strong and keeps me moving forward and keeps me doesn't say I don't have, you know, days where I struggle. Yeah, we but, all do. But that is an anchor for me. Yeah. That's an anchor that keeps me grounded to know that, hey, you are created in the image and likeness of God. You are not like any creature that exists. Yeah. But and one of the things that I've learned, you you talked about purpose and 
a hard lesson I've learned is where purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. When I didn't know my purpose and my identity in Christ, I abused myself, which also led me to abusing alcohol, right? And when I got down to the root issue, you know, I, I thought it was a lot of things. And the Lord said to me one day, clearly, no, it was fear, fear. And I said, Lord, but then I, I look back, peel back the onion of my life. And I realized I was fearful of failing, fearful of people not liking me, fearful of all of these things. And all the decisions that I was making in my life were based upon fear and not that I was a child of God, not that I was made in the image and the likeness of God. And I think too many times we get lost and we forget our identity. And when we do that, guess who's one? Our enemy, right. right? And I think you and I, we know, and we talk about this a lot, and I want you to speak on it for our listeners, the importance of protecting your soul. Yeah. Talk about soul care and protecting your soul. Absolutely. So you, you mentioned one thing that was key, fear. So without faith, it's impossible to please him. Mm, so yes. the antithesis of faith is fear. Yes. And that's why it's such a problem. Yeah. So what we have is, it, it's, it's, really, it's really amazing. And this is a beautiful walk. I tell you, this, this journey is, is absolutely awesome. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful journey if you're walking in it according to, um, you know, according to faith. Yes. So when we're, we're, we're walking down this, we're walking down this path called life, we, we have to make sure that we are, um, number one, identity. Yes. So, so my message is identity, purpose, function. Okay. Okay. So you've got to have a, a, a strong rooted identity in truth. Yes. Okay. So identity from an identity, your purpose will be revealed. Yep. And purpose is your doing. Mm-hmm. What, what will you be doing? Mm-hmm. And then function is in what capacity will you be doing it? Right. So you, people can say, well, I want to help poor people. Okay. That's great. But in what capacity? Yeah. You want to help widows, orphans, children, battered women, yep. homeless. So identity, purpose, the doing, and function. In what capacity? To mm-hmm. what people? Um, and to what land? Yeah. It's that's those sort of things. So we've got to have those three bases covered. And what I found, uh, Irvin, people who have been saved. Now, I, I can expect this from people who are new, new, new converts. Right. But. The problem arises when you're seeing people who've been saved for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, still don't know their purpose. Yeah. yeah. And that's becoming more See apparent. That. You're seeing that more yeah. and more. Mm-hmm. Ask somebody, just ask them, you know, what's a cup for? What's a, they'll say, oh yeah, I know what that's for. What are you here for? Yeah. Be, to praise God. Know. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> there was no praise and worship in yeah. the garden of Eden. Yeah. And he said it was good. It was very good. Very good. Yeah. It was about relationship. But 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 because you are identified with God, that's not enough. Now you gotta discover why he created you. Yeah. And 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 with that, the function. Yes. I, I think and matter of fact, I don't think. I know this to be true is that for so many years in my active alcoholism, I didn't know my identity, my purpose, or my function. So consequently I just, I floated, right? And I just, I really had no real anchor. Mm -hmm. And what I did was when the Lord showed me what my purpose was, it's 
it's very interesting how my perspective and everything in my life started to change. Now the enemy comes to distract you and, and you, you can go do all these things. Right. And I get this message all the time. Stay in your lane, stay Mm -hmm. in your lane. You know, Mm -hmm. our, our mission and goal through Hampton ministries and this show is to help people recover in Christ from addiction. Mm -hmm. That's what we're about. We're not going to go do anything else because this is the lane that the Lord has provided for us. That's right. And will you talk about the importance of relationship, not religion, but just being in a relationship with the Lord God and how that will sustain you through, you know, unproductive behaviors that lead to addiction. Absolutely. Again, it, it goes back to Jesus because If we go to the New Testament teachings, we'll see the people who studied the word the most, the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the people who knew the the word of God backwards and forwards. Mm -hmm. They referred to him as God, you know, our heavenly father is God. They referred to him as God, which he is God. However, when Jesus comes on the scene and starts to demonstrate the kingdom and preaching the word of God, he refers to God as my heavenly father. Mm -hmm. Uh, And God actually spoke from heaven in, in an instance and said, this is my beloved son yep. in whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. Yep. And so that offended the religious people, the mm-hmm. legalist people. Mm-hmm. And it, it caused a problem because they didn't see God as father. They saw him as he's just almighty. He's just awesome. He's just way over there. Yeah. And Moses did, had the same issue. Yep. No, Pastor Moses, you go and see God and you go, you find out what he has to say and you come back and tell us what he has to say. God is too powerful. He's too awesome. He's too mighty. You go find out what he wants. Yeah. No, no, no. Come on, guys. God wants to speak to his people. Come on. No, Pastor, you go see what God wants. Right. And that's, there's no relationship there. Yeah. The connection is Moses. You know, the connection is, you know, the scribes and the Pharisees, because John 12 talks about that. Yep. John 12 talks about that. The religious people didn't want to upset their position that Ro- the Romans installed them in positions of power over the Israelites. Right. But they didn't want to upset that. Yeah. So they just uh, they just let they just let things go. Yeah, you know, and and they didn't want to deal with Jesus. They wanted to get rid of him quick as quickly as they can because he was going. To, he was he was starting to expose, yeah, expose them. Expose. So relationship is the key. We'll be back with more of from beer to the Bible right here on the Word one hundred point seven FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back 
This is Urban Lee, your host of From Beer to the Bible. We're wrapping up with our good friend and my brother, Brian. Brian, we've got a few minutes, and I wanted to give you an opportunity to close the show today. Yeah, and I just wanted to encourage everyone out there. Look, your Bible is your weapon, but in terms of internalizing that weapon into your life, it's got, it's got to be your spiritual guidance point, your reference yeah. point. Jesus has to be more than just you know, a cute little baby twinkling his toes in the manger during Christmas time. He's got to be more than that. Yeah. He's got to be the savior, the example. You know, you're you're the co-inheritor. You're, you're joint heirs with Christ Jesus and, and the life that he came to bring us. It, it has to be a desire of yours to pursue, not just a person in a book, but the real yes. uh, Messiah, the king that came to to live a life that we could all have as well. And don't forget. The love, I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus, and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.